You're listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown, from ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. With us today is Prince Kerr, founder and senior consultant at Howell Consultations, a creative consulting collective focused on fulfilling the lives of visionaries and entrepreneurs. Mental health and wellness is at the core of Howell Consultations, with the goal of aiding individuals to become the best version of themselves. Their YouTube channel offers cognitive perspectives and necessary tools to get there. Prince, I watch many of your animated videos and i must say it is a pleasure to have you the man behind the voice on the show with me today thank you so much for having me on the show today one of your recent videos which really particularly stood out to me was the video on how we can fully commit and you gave some tangible tools for those looking to stick to their plans which i'd really like to explore this time through the lens of the current pandemic because something I'm seeing a lot with the people that I'm speaking to and working with is the inability to commit to a plan because everything keeps changing. I'd really like your perspective on what does full commitment look like in this evolved landscape? How do we commit to a plan which is likely just going to change next week anyway? Definitely. I think, uh, in, in my opinion, it's really just committing to the core values of what the plan is. So there's always going to be aspects of the plan that are going to change. There's always going to be an environment that is a little bit shaky, and unfortunately now way more shaky than usual. But it's to stick to the core um, essence of where you intend to go and then follow it through with the bumps that are, are inevitably going to come along. Uh, when we really think about it, it's... Uh, I mean, life is unpredictable. We think that we know what's going to happen tomorrow. We always thought we did when we had a very set schedule and and everything seemed to be going perfectly. But at the essence of it, um, the wealthiest of us on this planet can't buy tomorrow. (laughs) You know, we we don't really know what's going to happen at at the end of the day. So it's really to look for the opportunities in your everyday and put it together with the plan and the vision that you already have for the company. Mm, That's a good point. And so kind of iterating on that plan is possible when you infuse it with values, with vision, and maybe the tactics are going to change. Maybe the strategy changes, but the sentiment stays the same. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I feel so too. So when we're you know, we're looking at committing to the plan, I think there needs to be some sense of understanding that, you know, Plans are changing as we're feeling in real Mm -hmm. time here, but you shared some points in the how to fully commit video, which was Mm -hmm. pre-COVID and I think even more necessary right now because I've watched that video several times and I'm thinking, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Yeah. No, this was really one of my favorite videos and it's just, there's some incredible tools that were obviously applicable pre-COVID, but in the midst of COVID are really, really good reminders that despite the plan, we can still commit to our success to reinventing or kind of redefining what that success Mm -hmm. looks like. Exactly. And one of the first points uh, that I brought up in the video is is to visualize. 
when you visualize, you're able to say, okay, well, this is happening now, but in the future, there's a possibility that we're in a better circumstance or a different circumstance. So I'm going to do the right things right now, or the most that I can do right now to the best of my ability, so that when that time comes, if that time comes, I'll be better prepared for it. Yeah, that's a really great point. And something that I always encourage the leaders that I work with to think about is to lead from a place of optimism, which doesn't mean, exactly. you know, having rose colored glasses and completely ridding your mind of, of potential risk. But what it means mm-hmm. is having the ability to, to visualize a desired future state that you can work towards and have the confidence in your team to get there. Exactly. Yes. So I, I do agree. Visualization is a huge piece of the puzzle. Uh, but even with the best intentions right now, visualization mm-hmm. in itself is not enough. So mm-hmm. we set this vision. We visualize that we, we are making it out of this. We can make it out of this. Here's what we're going to do to ensure our success. Then what's the next step? Well, I suggested that everyone should be able to create a routine in this time. Because what is going on is that a lot of us have been knocked off of our pivot. So a lot of people, instead of working at the office, they're working from home. A lot of people, instead of um, uh, having a team that is with them, that they're able to bounce ideas off of in real time, they have to do things uh, via different social apps. And it may be very different and shocking to everyone. It's just destabilizing. So I feel that creating a routine will keep your mind active and keep you in the, 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 the mood to continue, shall we? So what do you say about, um, you know, maintaining as much of your routine as before? Is that important or will any routine do? Um, as before, um, I, I don't know if it's really uh, even safe to, to, to keep uh, the routine as uh, before because we're in a much different time um, right now it's an unprecedented pandemic that we're dealing with so to try to deal with new problems with old ways could uh, be pretty counterintuitive so it's really to uh, see what is going on uh, uh, pay attention to uh, depending on your business maybe pay attention to financial newsletters or the way that your your competitors are reacting or the way that people online are reacting to it, and then making your own assessment. Okay, this is how I'm gonna go forward. Uh, This is how we are gonna continue because the information now is very different than information two months ago or three months ago. Absolutely. So it's really adapting and creating the routine according to the information that you've gathered. That makes a lot of sense. Super powerful that, um, you know, old ways are just not going to work in this new world. Um, mm-hmm. This routine, you know, the, the points that you just shared are really business focused, but given your, your commitment to wellness mm-hmm. and people like really holistically feeling like they are in control. I mean, the mm-hmm. business routine, keeping up on information, super important, but what about when the workday is over or before the workday even begins, what routines mm-hmm. can we put in place so that as people we're feeling strong enough and agile enough to actually keep up with the pace of change. Thank you for asking that. I think that that is very, very, very important. Uh, Personally, I would say to remember to take care of yourself. You know, a lot of us, um, uh, a lot of us who are entrepreneurs or or have to 
be the leaders in our company, um, we're always thinking about achieving the next thing and, and, and being there for everyone else. But we have to remember to be there for ourselves as well. So in regards to routines, I would definitely um, suggest um, just taking time for yourself. If that means meditation, if that means um, doing something that you like, I don't know, taking a long shower, it could be anything, but just finding that inner peace so that you're able to be as effective as possible in this pandemic. Mm. How have you been able to carve out that time for yourself? A lot of meditation. I, I, I always meditate. And this is something that I've been doing for a few years now. So it, it was always a part of, um, uh, a part of uh, my days. So to eat right, uh, to, to meditate, to make sure that I stretch, to work out, just so that my body can be, my body and my mind can be as optimal as possible to face the new problems that are going to come. Right. I believe that uh, stress comes when we try to control what we can't control. When we try to, oh my God, what's going to happen tomorrow? Is it, am I going to be successful? Is this going to work out? Is this going to work out? We have no idea. All you can do is uh, amplify the things that you already have. If you're good at one thing, if you have something under control, do the best that you can to secure it so that when the opportunity does present itself or when you see the opportunity, you're ready to act. Mm. And I think that is a really good way to tee up the next point, which you brought up in your video is this notion of repetition is that if you've already built the habits, if this is already part of your routine, if you're doing it time and time again, when you are thrown mm -hmm. that curveball, when you are thrown off your course, then you have at least the skills in place to kind of dust yourself off and get back up. Exactly. And, and I believe that so much. Um, I believe I quoted uh, Bruce Lee in, in, in that video in regards to repetition. Bruce Lee, who was the, the master of, of, of martial arts, he even went about to creating his own um, uh, a type of uh, uh, his own fighting style, which was even till now people are replicating. So what he said is uh, he, does, he doesn't fear the man that has practiced 10,000 kicks one time. Rather, he fears the man who practiced one kick 10,000 times. Mm. And this is just to emphasize that doing something over and over again, you're bound to become better at it. You perfect it every day that you try it. So if you have something that you're doing, it's just to make sure that you secure that by using repetition. I think that repetition is very important. I agree. And I think what's important to mention is that in a time where repetition might seem like a luxury or like something we just can't commit to because things are moving so quickly, I would encourage mm -hmm. listeners to repeat what you are in control of. You know, like mm -hmm. we're not looking to master the things, the moving target. We're looking to repeat the things that are within our control that give us the ability and, and kind of the confidence to get back in the driver's seat and saying, we don't necessarily know the destination, but we know that we're controlling this vehicle. Exactly. And, and again, we, we, we can't know the destination. I mean, every morning that we wake up in, in these times, and I feel that even in, when we actually get out of this, uh, people are going to look back at these times and really be like, every day was something new. You know, yeah. every day was, it was something shocking. Every day was okay. Uh, what's going on? every single day. So we can take the approach where we pay attention to that um, quote unquote negativity and then just get drawn into that almost black hole 
or we can take the approach where, look, you know, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to take care of uh, the people that I can take care of. And I'm going to give my skills where I can give my skills. And that's all I can do. There's really not much more to it. So it's so much easier said than done though, right? Because it's definitely, <laughs> definitely. to say, and then that's it. And there's not much else we could do here, folks, but to actually <laughs> let go of that pressure is hard. For sure. 100%. And I mean, so you mentioned the fact that there's just so much new and things are changing on the daily. And it is this concept of new that people mm-hmm feel afraid of it's the unknown it's you know we haven't lived through this before we don't know how to experience Mm -hmm. this we don't know what we're how our reactions are going to be and i think this is where the fear is triggered this is where our defense mechanisms kick in and think you know what we need Mm -hmm. to protect ourselves because we don't know what's on the other side here and so when you talk about you know the next step that you referenced in your video was being fearless and eliminating Mm -hmm. self-doubt but how the heck are we supposed to act from a place of confidence and certainty when the whole world seems to be like thrown upside down? Well, that's, that's an interesting um, question because everybody uh, responds to fear differently. Uh, I don't think that there's a, a, a one a shoe fits all for this type of uh, answer, but I do feel that everybody needs to be reminded that uh, with fear, it really stagnates growth. When you're afraid, you don't go forward. When you're afraid, you don't explore. When you're afraid, you're cooped up and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And you can be sure that in that state, nothing is going to, is going to, most likely nothing is going to become positive from that uh, space of mental negativity, Mm. you know? So it's just to remember that. And when you know that, um, depending on how you react to knowing that information, but personally, when I know that uh, I'm in a bad place, I know that I, it is my responsibility to kind of get out of that circumstance. And only by taking charge am I going to be able to make any difference at all, you know? So yeah. it's really a personal choice. That's really powerful. And given the amount of media and numbers and death tolls rising, I mean, there's a lot out there mm-hmm. that if you are... If you are cooped up, if you're making the choice to remain in that space, you're going to find no shortage of information that will help you. Exactly. So how, you know, you talk about taking charge. What have you done Mm -hmm. to express or step into fearlessness a little bit more, you know, like really leave those like doom and gloom kind of reports and studies and news channels on the side and say, you know what, this is actually where I'm going to focus my energy. What's worked for you? Well, it's personally, it's really a family that really um, got me uh, to moving a little bit more. I, I wouldn't say that I stagnated, but uh, just knowing that maybe my sisters are more afraid than me. Maybe my mom is more afraid of me, that, uh, uh, afraid than me. Maybe my brother, my grandmother, my cousins, uh, knowing that they're reacting to the information in a, in a, probably in a more negative way than I am. I know that if I spread some positivity, that will lighten their day. So um, getting out of that place just became, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to speak to this person. I'm going to speak to that person. And then eventually we start sharing a communication that is helping us get through our days. And I feel like that was the first step for me uh, um, to get out of that type of uh, negativity. 
Mm. I love that. It is important and it helps to remind us that we are indeed in this together. And sometimes we are the ones supporting and sometimes we are the one in need of support. Definitely. Yeah. Another point you mentioned, which I love and I think is not brought up enough when it comes to commitment, when it comes to goals, when it comes to strategy, is following your intuition. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. This is the scary part because, you know, your gut knows and sometimes you don't want to know what your gut knows. You, know? you just want to continue with the way things are going, with the plan that you set in your mind because you believe that, you know, this is the way things are supposed to go. But then your gut tells you the opposite. You're like, no, things are going so right. Let me just, like, this is, you know, so trusting your gut is very, very, very important. So in this time, I mean, I agree with you. And I've been that person that has ignored my gut instinct and has kicked myself for it. And I've been that person <laughs> who has listened and has really rejoiced. Um, but I, I will say that in this time, I my gut instinct seems like a little clouded, I think is the best way to express it. I mean, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what the best way forward is. And so I'm learning a lot for the first time. I'm navigating kind of uncharted territory here. And there are some things I can't say I really have intuitive guidance on. And so in those moments, I, you know, in, where people are feeling like, I don't freaking know where to go. Like, how can you learn to trust your intuition? How do you learn to tap into it first? Well, um, this is different for uh, a lot of people. I could say personally how I got more in tune with my own gut and, and, and following my own voice uh, was through making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> through making that. a lot of mistakes and, and, and falling down and not knowing what to do and making the wrong decision and being like, oh, if I had just, uh, you know, being in those circumstances one too many times got me to being patient with myself and listening for what I actually think about things, what I actually feel about things, um, especially in a time like now where, where, where we feel rushed that we have to do something, we have to react, you know, or the world's going to end. Uh, taking the time to just listen, uh, be patient with yourself. Uh, maybe this involves just sitting down and really, okay, what am I dealing with? I feel like, okay, what's on my plate, you know? Mm-hmm. And really listening to what you think, not what your friend thought or what uh, maybe a manager or a colleague um, um, thought about the situation. What is your true opinion? And maybe some, some time alone will help you um, better listen to that. But it is an important opinion. Your opinion is, is the most important. It's your life that you're living, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think the real takeaway there is if you don't know what your intuition is telling you then to take time and give it the space to to formulate to surface because it'll be there if you just give it a moment it will it will it's there sometimes we don't we don't hear it we don't want to hear it sometimes because like you said uh, every morning every time there's just news that is telling us the opposite of what we feel so really taking time and, and and isolating yourself uh well we're we're in isolation right now so it's the perfect (laughs) (laughs) it's the perfect time silver lining (laughs) exactly wow opportunity there you go (laughs) that's an opportunistic mindset for you (laughs) Mm. 
All right. So that's, you know, you bring up another great point of sometimes we don't want to hear it. And Mm -hmm. I think this extends, you know, far beyond being in a moment of crisis and in a pandemic. And when it comes to commitment, if we're going to have any chance at fully committing and really being happy about our choice, then I, I do think that intuition plays a big part. And if we're not willing to answer some of the tough questions, and if we're mm-hmm. not willing to fail forward a couple times, then it'll be really hard to figure out, you know, how do we actually think about this? What are our true feelings? What are our true desires? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last point here, and this is a big one, we've touched on it a little bit so far, but it's avoiding bad energy. So I think when it comes to COVID, I mean, we've talked about um, really being a bit more mindful with the, um, the type of information that you're exposing yourself to and the people you're surrounding yourself with, but really getting back to the core of fully committing to a, you know, a program, to a goal, to a plan, what does, how does bad energy influence our ability to fully commit or not? I feel uh, that bad energy in the workspace could be everyone panicking or, or as they would say, running around with chickens with, like chickens with no head on and then saying, okay, well, I'm going to do what they're doing. Everybody's panicking, so I'm going to panic too. And it just becomes like a flock of you know, us not really being productive. Mm. So avoiding bad energy would be to stay focused, um, especially in a time where you need to fully commit on a project in, a, in the long term. If you're listening to your emotions, it's, it's probably going to be counterintuitive with um, actual plans that you can put in place. So it's really a question of focus. There is going to be negativity around you. There, it, 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 before this, uh, there's negativity around you. And right now and going forward, there's probably going to be a lot of um, um, bad talk or uh, things that's going to just put your spirits down. But it's just to not focus on that or find a way to be around people or uh, be in an environment that's going to encourage um, positive flow. That's what, that's what I think about that. So what if you can't avoid it? What if you are... Mm-hmm living with someone who's bad energy or reporting to someone who's got negative energy or you have direct reports or just bringing that energy to every meeting. There's no avoiding it. How can we deal with it? How can we mitigate it? Um, to mitigate it, um, I would say <laughs> communicate as, le- as least as possible with this individual. But obviously um, in a business setting or in a living situation, it's going to be very hard to do so. Mm. But as we were discussing earlier, um, there's opportunities in every circumstance. If you're in a circumstance where you're now finding out that these business partners, this is how they think in a moment of crisis. If it's someone that you're living with and, and this is, you're really finding out the true nature of that individual. I mean, it's better for you to know and understand that this is what it is so that going forward, you're able to take better steps, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And ask for help. Like if you don't feel that you can take the first step or you don't feel that, you know, you're committing with ease, it's not an indicator to stop. It's an indicator to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Asking for help is very, very, very important. Even myself, I've had uh, um, issues with asking for help in the past because I don't know how to approach it or 
a variety of reasons, but you bring up a very good point. Um, asking for help could be the very thing that allows us to continue in our journey of fully committing to a project. Just Absolutely. hearing yeah. someone else's opinion about something, even if you don't uh, directly take the help, just hearing someone else's opinion that, okay, well, this is what I think about this, could probably give you the insight to create something new. So yeah. definitely. Leading up to this conversation, I asked you if there were any changes that you were seeking to make or in the midst of, and you mentioned that you're in the process of changing the way in which you perceive yourself and that you've been one version of yourself for a very long time, but you're now feeling called to evolve. Can you share a little bit about what your personal journey of committing to that evolution has been like? Definitely. Um, I feel that um, prior uh, to being where I am right now as just an individual, um, I've uh, been through uh, uh, changes in perspective, shall we? And I understood the perspectives that I have had before, but um, faced with new problems, as we were just uh, discussing, it's the change is accepting that change is necessary, accepting that in order to grow, change has to come. Mm. So it's just accepting that, okay, Prince, Boom, we have to adapt. And in order to adapt, it is to take the information that's happening, put yourself in the moment and, you know, tying your bootstraps and going forward. It's, 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 it's a tricky thing, but a very necessary thing because we get so used to who we were. We sometimes um, fall in love with the idea of who we were at a, at a time in our lives. But the way that um, life has gone for me, at least, it always changes. And especially in the time where COVID is going around right now, everything is changing. Mm -hmm. So it's really just adapting to the situation. I think the key word is just to adapt. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> time. Answers, yeah. There, so not to get sidetracked here, but in mm -hmm. just kind of letting what you said marinate, it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I had to laugh to myself because you're thinking, okay, Prince, this is what we got to do. And I mean, this is your name. So naturally that's what you're going to think, but it just sounds like such a pump up talk. Like if I were to tell myself like, okay, queen, here's what's going down. You got to step up. It's time to evolve. It's really like that in my mind. It's really like, okay, this is, this is the problem. It's really like a game in my head. Okay. So it's not just you me. <laughs> no, we're both in this together. We're in this together. Like, yes. Awesome. Yeah. So funny. You also have a clothing company called One Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. Really great early success, but has taken the back seat over the last few years. Is that mm -hmm. something you intend to recommit to in the near future? Definitely. Um, I really, uh, One Diamond is my baby. It's actually one of uh, the first businesses that I've, uh, I was a part of and I had the opportunity to create. Um, I'm for sure going to be creating new collections. And for anybody that uh, is listening to this and, and knows me from One Diamond, I'm definitely creating new collections and I'm definitely going to be restocking older connect collections. <laughs> it's just awesome. taking some time because, um, yeah, I've been focusing on other things so far. Um, just whenever we, we do make a collection with One Diamond, we try to connect with um, what is going on uh, in the world um, uh, at the time that the collection is created. Mm. So really, we really want to touch on um, the way that the people feel right now and just putting it in a, a marketable way um, that stays true to um, 
One Diamond's core values. Um, One Diamond is all about being true to who you are and just expressing yourself to the, the best of your capability and just accepting that you're a unique uh, being. So we try to represent that uh, through our clothing. So with the next collection that's going to happen, we're going to touch on the topics that's happening in the world, always, but we're always going to stay true to our core values that has always been a part of One Diamond for the past four years. Yeah, and we've basically come full circle in one of the points you made at the beginning was things change, plans evolve, but as long as you stick to your vision and pull those values through, that's what's going to get you out the other side. For sure. And only you know um, how much you can do and how far you can take it. Um, In the beginning, I just want to say this, in the beginning of, uh, of creating a project or starting a business or 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 just uh, committing yourself to something. Um, a lot of, not a lot of people are necessarily going to understand what that is, but it is for you to actualize that project. It's like if I come to you today, Samantha, and I tell you I'm going to be the best baker in the world. You're going to be like, Prince, what are you talking about? I've never seen you bake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And uh, every day, uh, little do you know, or does anyone else know, I'm practicing baking, I'm practicing baking, I'm practicing baking. Then in two months, I come with a beautiful cake. Now you start to believe. Mm-hmm. But I had that very vision the two months prior when I just had the idea. Then maybe in six months, I have a whole shop that's ready with a whole bunch of pastries. Now you see it more like, yeah, you know, you are going to be the best baker. But I knew that I was going to be of that caliber prior to anyone else uh, knowing that. And that's the thing about ideas is just believing in yourself before anyone else believes in you. And that's really back to visualization when we're talking about committing to a project. So important. And I'm really happy you brought up that point. And I'm really looking forward to the cake that you're going to bake me. I think it's going to be <laughs> delicious. <laughs> oh my God. Question for you. It wasn't one yeah. of your, your six points, but it is. it does pique my curiosity. The fact that mm-hmm. you've taken a bit of a break or a little bit of a hiatus with one diamond mm-hmm and are Mm -hmm. now refocusing, where does taking a break and refueling fit into fully committing? I think it fits into um, the idea of of self-care that we were speaking about. Mm. Taking a break is is just the most necessary thing that personally I've done in most of the projects or endeavors that I've, I've been a part of. I feel that um, personally, and, and maybe a lot of entrepreneurs can also relate to this, you feel that, okay, we have to work, we have to go hard, we have to, you know, continue, continue, hustle, 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 hustle. But it's like a machine or, or anything else that you overuse is just going to have wear and tear. And by the time you get to the end of the, to the finish line, you don't even have the ability to enjoy it because you're just worn out. You know, you work so hard to a goal, but you can't even enjoy it. It makes no sense. I feel like taking a break is essential in, in, in the accomplishment of any uh, project because it's really taking a moment to refuel, to appreciate how far you've come, to appreciate uh, that you're human, that, you know, things take time. And the best things in life, it, they don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So taking a break is, uh, is I should have added that in the, in the video. <laughs> it's a bonus, <laughs> bonus point. Bonus, my Samantha Chris. <laughs> 
for those who want to get in touch with you, who want to find out what the next step is for One Diamond and really support you in your endeavor and be there opening day when you open your bakery, where can we follow you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the bakery too. Um, you, can, you can follow me at, uh, on Instagram or Facebook at Prince Kerr, so P-R-I-N-C-E-K-E-R-R, -E -R -R, personally. For the One Diamond page, you can follow us on Instagram at Get One Diamond. And uh, for Howell Consultations, you could uh, definitely find us on YouTube at Howell Consultations, on Twitter, as well as on Instagram at Howell Consultations. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Samantha. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.